What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 170 of the Cheesy Controller Podcast. I'm your host, Anton LaFly. Joining me, as always, we have the mayor of Stardew Valley, Chris Montalbano. What's going on, everybody? We got the most generous twin to see, Jalen Roberts. Are there so many hidden doors? I'm just trying to navigate. We got the Ray Trace Durag, Matricia Vaughn. Sometimes you just want to fist fight chaos. We got a jam-packed episode for you guys this week. We're going to be talking about The Witcher. We're going to be talking about Switch and PlayStation firmware updates. We're going to be talking about the Xbox Indie Showcase and, of course, Elden Ring. So the first big announcement that mm-hmm. kind of came out of this was CD Projekt Red. Um, they announced that there is going to be a new Witcher game. They haven't officially called it Witcher 4 or anything like that, but mm-hmm. there's going to be a new game in the Witcher series. Uh, they're switching. Probably a new protag. Yeah, it seems like yeah, a new protag. definitely what it's looking like. Because the only image we have is like... A, one of the Witcher medallions in the snow, and it's definitely not uh, Geralt's. Uh, People are hypothesizing that it's going to be Siri. Yeah, based on the last game. Right. And so they, and apparently they're doing another spinoff. So like they did this show and they did uh, anime spinoff from the show. Or just like a Witcher mm-hmm. anime, and apparently they have another show in production for or in the Witcher universe. So, oh yeah, yeah they bought the milk. They bought the milk that bitch for all it's worth. Right. I hope it doesn't slow down the trigger cyberpunk anime. I don't see why it Those, would. The only things that have anything to do with each other. I mean, it's all happening under CD. Uh, CDPR, so. Um, one of the interesting things about this new title is they, they're working on Unreal Engine 5. So they're not going to be using the Red Engine, which would seem to be part of the problem with Cyberpunk's development, is that they had to, all the people they had working on the game had to work in their proprietary tool set. And Unreal is basically industry standard. So mm-hmm. this kind of gives them an opportunity to hire on more talent. And instead of having to spend time and energy training the talent on using their own tools, they, they're going to be working with Epic. Actually, that's part of the thing they announced with the partnership that they're going to be using Unreal Tournament and they're going to be, not Unreal Tournament, Unreal Engine. <laughs> Unreal Engine. <laughs> Unreal Tournament is a great game on Unreal Engine. They got canceled because Fortnite got too big. Fortnite removed building. Oh yeah, they did. Uh, so They new, did. That's crazy. It's only for the first nine days. So by the time people are hearing this, it's kind of... Dead news. Yeah. It's bad. But was it like a limited thing, time event? It wasn't even like an event. It was just like the main modes. They some story, some story elements. <laughs> I don't think it. Well, there was. They were saying you'd have to like get get your ability to build back in some story. I haven't played this season, so 
But one of the things they did, so they removed building, but also for the first weekend of the new season where everybody's buying battle passes and skins and V-Bucks and all of that, they put 100% of their... um. 100% of their profits are going to Ukraine. So, Thanks. Epic being out here, you know. Putting their money where their mouth is. Well, and that's something, like, consistently since Epic has been making Fortnite money, they give developers a better mm-hmm. revenue share. They let creators, like, so you can get an epic creator code. And so like, if you are a creator centered around Fortnite or anything really, because I've seen a lot of bigger creators get like where you can just give them a percentage of what you buy off the Epic game store in any sense. Mm -hmm. Like you can just get money sent to them. And speaking of sending Mm -hmm. money, you can go to cheesy controller podcast.com, click the coffee link or Ko-Fi or whatever link and you can donate directly to the podcast. And we greatly We can become that. the Kofi controller podcast, brother. Where if your vibrations is high enough in the donations chamber, we will, you will get being directly content just like this. Right directly into your retina cornea. Your third retina cornea, brother. So with CD Project Red now working on Unreal Engine. First thing everybody was like, oh, they're doing this and it's going to be an Epic Games Store exclusive. And they said, no, it's not. It's not going to have any type of exclusivity because they run the GOG store. Like, through some moving and shaking. I remember us covering this story, but yeah. It's definitely going to be available on GOG, and it's definitely going to be available on the Epic Games Store, and most likely Steam, because, like, The Witcher's not exclusive in any sense. Like, The Witcher's on Switch. Like, Witcher 3, currently. So, it'll be really interesting to see the feedback they can give Epic on working on an open-world game, because... They had to have learned a lot from working on Cyberpunk. And I mean, Witcher 3 was also open world. And so with them being able to work directly with this tech and basically give feedback directly to Epic on working in Unreal Engine 5. Yeah. Because we only have a few games confirmed that are being developed in Unreal Engine 5. I don't think we have any Unreal Engine 5 games released publicly so for a game of this scale to be developed in unreal 5 with just i think that'll help progress those tools and Mm kind of get more people in the industry used to the tool set that does like like you know at the end of every generation of console, like when they, every developer has just kind of like figured it all out and just like, I'm kind of excited. I don't, it's going to be a second when, before they figure this, like every console out and they, they figure out unreal engine five, but I'm so excited for what they're going to make and how cool it's going to look. And like the, 
Right. Just the <clears throat> shit they can like do. Like the things they could do on PS1 at the end of the generation of PS1. And the things that came out from the PS2, like the PS1 looked better than the PS2 in the beginning. And it, it's consistently like that. And I can't wait to see how far they're going to go with this right. actual generation because it's still new. I, well, I want to see people go balls deep on design, like giving good fucking yeah. features to like black hair textures. They could they could really actually nail it. Like 2K, yeah, a lot of video games make hair look like Grinch fingers. Our hair doesn't look like Grinch fingers. <laughs> That's not how it works. Oh, but also, I would like to add the fact that all these tools are higher fidelity with a lot less effort. So it's like yeah. we're gonna have better turnaround town time. That's true. That can like, reduce crunch with the extra productivity. It'll allow smaller developers to create higher fidelity games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you, with yeah. what you were saying, Chris, about developers getting better with the tools by the end of the generation, I unlike previous generations where there was a reset pretty much every generation as far as like the tools being different. Yeah, the Xbox Series X is the same x86 architecture as the Xbox One, and the PS5 oh. is the same. That's why they're just backwards compatible out the gate. And actually can optimize like patches are being pushed for PS4 games where they can just be aware that they're running on the more powerful hardware and even backwards compatible games that don't aren't necessarily getting a all new next gen version mm-hmm. because so you're right like by the end of the PS3 what Naughty Dog was doing with The Last of Us mm-hmm. like looked better than some of the launch games on PS4, but now they're working on I mean, that was just the consensus of, like, what was happening every new generation. And, I I mean, you know what? That does kind of make sense, because we should have gotten to a point to where, like, I guess it is just an updated... Like, it's still the same system, but now it's just on more powerful tech. Like yeah. the software is still the same, but now the tech can run what you've been trying to do. So that does make a lot of sense. Yeah. And so that's kind of one of the things like where we're at in the industry right now, as far as like an unreal engine five has addressed this, your phone, the switch PS four and PS five Xbox one and Xbox series. Like all of these are essentially just different targets. Like, once now you can build a PC build of a game and scale it and set the targets directly to the hardware and just mm. porting mm. it's not you don't it's not like in the PS3 generation that's huge that's huge to, that's already you, you don't have to create a whole new team to port a game over like yeah right and that's, that's one of the reasons like so many so things sick. that shouldn't technically be able to run on Switch can because even mm-hmm. the Switch is actually NVIDIA stuff, whereas Xbox and PlayStation are AMD. But, I mean, mm-hmm. the architecture is... The architecture is similar enough in all of these things to just, like, a standard PC that you could build a PC to spec. Like, the Steam Deck is close to the specs of a PS4. Yeah. So you can have... Mm-hmm. And I mean, even just having the Steam Deck <coughs> thing, like I've been listening to a couple different podcasts where developers have been using the Steam Deck and they're like, yeah, we just upload our build to Steam, 
test it out on the Steam Deck. That's kind of like a way to do it. And even that's like a set target where that you ha- do have the optimization settings that if you want to crank it and completely kill your battery and you can, but see, you got to give people options, you know? Yeah. And unreal engine five is going like out of the gate. They know they're like, look, it's going to, you can put a game. That's one of the things they said because they figured out a lot of these things with Fortnite is just, if you want to, you can just implement cross play into your game. So like, that's just on a base level. If you're working in Unreal Engine, that's just a tool that's available for you. Whereas mm-hmm. previously, a lot of games that were trying to do crossplay had to build their own infrastructure and kind of like figure it out on their own. Now mm-hmm. Epic's just like here, it's built in. And so it's good between Unity and Unreal, and I'm sure other engines are doing this. I'm just not keeping like i'm not a developer so i'm not keeping up with it as much but Mm -hmm. i know a lot of the things that have gotten in the way of developers like seeing their vision through are being removed like at an engine level Mm -hmm. so like the unreal tech demo they did for the matrix like the Mm -hmm. matrix unreal 5 tech demo a lot of the things they showed in that are just like, yeah, you don't necessarily need much to do something of that quality because they're like, this city, we built it. It's free. It's on the it's on the Unreal Asset Store. And if you want, like, if we wanted to, we could just, like, mess around with some rigs, like, put some character models and we wouldn't have to develop an environment because they've already built that highly detailed open world city that you can just use. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of one of the things going forward, especially on the unreal side of things is that you don't necessarily need a designer designing every single rock in the game. You know, you can just, have an environment artist be, like literally go pull assets and drop them in the world. And I'm sure there's going to be optimization that's needed. Like I don't assume that any of this will be easy, like completely easy, but I feel like it'll be a lot easier and a lot more standardized and yeah. a lot more collaborative. So, I mean, Epic's out here making moves and I feel like in the end, we're only going to get better games because of it. Because the amount of games that use Unreal currently, like if you have a developer that's familiar with Unreal, using Unreal 5 will open up a lot of opportunities for that developer to do more. Yeah, exactly. So, speaking of having developers that are able to do more PlayStation acquired Haven studios. Like that's the newest PlayStation first party team. Are we speaking of a studio that can do more? Are we, I mean, this is like a PlayStation is known for like, okay, you showed how much money you can make us. Let's put it like, well, Haven hasn't put out a game yet. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, PlayStation is known for like Insomniac. Let's put a ring on it. You've made us fucking Ranch and Clank and you've made us 
Spider-Man. Uh, which was which should one. we? Returnal did so well. They, what should we they, know about Haven? So Haven, uh, the lead developer is from uh, who got Jay what Grimm. was Amazon's? Yeah, Amazon's. Uh, oh, Google Stadia okay. off the ground. Yeah. Well, she didn't. She was one of the leads of. Remember when Google was saying they were going to be making first Developing party games? games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She was one of yeah. the talents that was they brought in to develop first party Stadia games before they dropped that, and then she took a lot of the talent with her and formed Haven independently. Right. Cause, mm-hmm. cause isn't Haven composed of like a lot of other like tenured devs that, yeah. Yeah. You know, that There's have been doing their thing. Industry vets like that. Have right. Been, that have but... worked in the industry for a long time now because Jade Raymond, the last time she really released a, like led a game that actually saw the finish line was Assassin's Creed. Damn. It is like with that, that it is interesting that like PlayStation jumped the gun and was like, all right, we're gonna buy Haven. Well either like what they're making we're heading into like a hard like the double A and triple A space is becoming like heavily monopolized. Not with PlayStation. PlayStation hasn't really been doing that. Didn't they buy Bungie like two weeks ago? Or was that a minute ago? But Bungie, but they've been doing with they had a deal with Bungie, didn't they? For like oh like no, getting content really. first? That was the deal with Activision back when Bungie was still with Activision. If we're if we're keeping it a buck, both both sides are really stocking up on, you know, yeah, I really do I really think like whatever Haven is doing is really, really good and well, they, PlayStation really sees some like sh- like it's going to be like this game is really what PlayStation is about, and they really want that on their team. They could continue. do that, or they could be like, they just don't want Xbox to have it. <laughs> exactly, or it's like think. Xbox. Yeah, I don't really think they're trying to be like a- Xbox. They're going to be competitive with Xbox, but they don't have to be as aggressive as Xbox is being because of what they already. Well, have. so yeah, they don't have the to drop seventy seventy bill. The a lot of their more recent acquisitions, yeah, they bought Housemark and they bought um Bluepoint and they've like brought some teams that were working essentially in a second party capacity and brought mm-hmm. them in as first party teams. But mm-hmm. the Bungie acquisition and now Haven, <laughs> Haven is working on the games as a service. They yeah. said they it's something that they want a persistent game that multiplayer focused that allows players to express their creativity and like the way they talked about it was very broad but it was <laughs> it's like we don't really know but yeah. we're working on these pillars but whatever I they've shown playstation because playstation invested in them very early on and I want to say that was about a year ago that PlayStation announced, yeah, hey, we're just going to give Haven some money. Hey, we fuck with y'all campaign shop. Right. Uh, no. Because they did like, a couple bands at uh, Summer Game Fest either last year or year before where we had a few different smaller studios come out and say like, like Treyarch developers, they're like, we're making deviation games and PlayStation is helping us fund our project. And so that's what instead of necessarily going out and trying to acquire things, PlayStation is investing in teams in the second party capacity Mm -hmm. because 
and we've been talking about this that Sony has said that they want to have 10 games as a service in the next four years. So, and that could mean different things for different people, but that is somewhere where PlayStation's lacking blatantly, like for their shooters, for their multiplayer games, they've kind of had to do third party agreements. They've kind of had to make deals with other publishers to get to get the PlayStation push for multiplayer experiences. Like when people think PlayStation Studios right now, they think high budget third person action adventure game. Last of Us, Days Gone, Un- mm-hmm. Ratchet mm-hmm. Clank, Uncharted. Like you go down the list of Spider Man, all these games. And I know Ghost of Tsushima added Legends, and that seemed like the first step in the direction of having something that was very. But I don't feel like Ghost of Tsushima Legends brought anybody into the PlayStation ecosystem. Like it was a good game and it was like a great like first attempt where right. for a long but time it, they were shooting. I think I think when they're ready to go balls deep into that game, it, it would bring some people over because it's it's really good. Like it's it's got a lot of the pieces, but you know it's not like there's consistent content coming to it, which I get because this is some free DLC they added. It was like, yeah, yeah, multiplayer. Fuck it. Right. And they actually did add considerable content after the initial release. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure whatever they're doing right now is working on what they're going to do next. If it's not Legends 2 or them just building on the bones that they already set down, which I'm also interested to see like what they do with that. Because it's like, are y'all going to flesh it out or are we going to keep our same characters and it's going to roll over? Or are we just going to start new? That was just like the sample. What I I think it was just a sample. It was just them testing the water, see how it'd be received by because there was no way to get Legends on its own originally. Like now you can buy it right. as a standalone and it's free on PlayStation Plus and all that stuff. So now there are more ways to get into it if but it's still like PlayStation exclusive. That's one of the things with Bungie. Bungie's stuff is going to stay multi-platform. It's going to stay cross-save, mm-hmm. cross-play, and then Bungie's also working on... Yeah. <clears throat> it seems like PlayStation is going to help Bungie branch out into more multimedia things because the connections mm-hmm. with Sony Pictures and like mm-hmm. the different thing, like the different... So Destiny, Destiny TV show, Destiny anime. Yeah, I'm here for. Oh, all that'd be lit! <laughs> I'm here for all of it, but it, yo, those live action Destiny really good. Destiny uh, anime by um Wit Studios that was slap. Yeah, and I mean oh. Sony has the connections with owning Crunchyroll and Funimation, mm-hmm. like to help Bungie do that, and Bungie has the tools to help PlayStation actually make a solid multiplayer game that's a hit in the way that PlayStation hasn't had one ever. <laughs> what was the uh, last time there was like a PlayStation first party multiplayer game that was taking over the world? I don't think ever really like they've had some big hits. PlayStation. Uh, what was that? What was that one game that was not PlayStation? That was, that was that had PSN that was down every other fucking week. <laughs> PlayStation All Stars. That was that, oh, that was ass. Not, even not as even a fanboy, I can't even. Oh, 
I really like, tried to like that who... game. I really did try to like that game. Oh, Destruction All Stars. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> God, <damn it. laughs> No, but I feel you like going back to what you were saying, Anton, like uh where Bungie is gonna continue to make uh their games are like it's gonna be accessible on all platforms, just like Call of Duty that is now Xboxes is gonna be accessible on like So the Bungie deal has gone through. The Activision deal does not go through till June of next year at the earliest. So we still and But either way. Part of me thinks no, that that's Activision still up in the air, up in the yeah. air. Part of me thinks like I if think it was, there's also like an antitrust thing going on with that. Like the government's yeah. like, are we sure we should let them monopolize this hard? Like they're buying. Right. And Microsoft has been like the amount of times Microsoft, even before all of this has come under scrutiny for antitrust stuff. And like, they combine that with the fact that they bought Bethesda. What was it last year? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the deal Bye. for Bethesda, the yeah, the deal for Bethesda went through last summer. So, mm-hmm. but we knew they announced that they were going to do that far ahead of time, and we had to wait for that to actually go through. And now that that's actually <laughs> gone through, it's a longer lead up. There's more time between when they announced they were going to buy Bethesda and them actually buying Bethesda, then that's like less than half the time from them saying they're going to buy Activision Blizzard to actually buying it. So there's think, still a lot. Do you think that like they're going to try to stop them from buying Activision Blizzard when I mean, I guess it's out of the country but like Sony's buying a, a fucking game company that's in Canada? Well, Haven is nowhere near as big as Activision Blizzard. But Haven is a small team and part of the thing. So one Yeah, the but they just they- bought Bungie. Who I would assume Bungie's isn't also a... not that big though, right? Bungie is, is and, yeah. and also the thing about Activision the, when they bought Blizzard is they didn't buy Blizzard, they bought Blizzard. They bought like that was like ten different teams. That's true. Well, yeah, At Activision least. Blizzard King is like three publishers in one. That's the way. That's a completely different ball game than Bungie. That's an independent developer, and like you know. All, like, I mean, we'll see if it doesn't go through, but all of the PlayStation acquisitions that have happened since the PS5 came out are combined smaller than just the Bethesda deal, and the Activision deal is bigger than the Bethesda deal. So this is it's it's levels to this shit, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I understand that, but but yeah. So one of the reasons that the also that I've been hearing that they acquired Haven is because Haven is in Montreal and Montreal literally just pays people to be creative. It's just, yeah, they, they birth game developers. Yeah. And a lot of game developers go there. It's a good tax place to be, to do that. You're trying to move. I'm not a developer. No, it's cold up there. Absolutely. Hey man, I take, you don't want to go to the great white North, right? Fuck that. Free healthcare though. Free healthcare. Free we can healthcare. We can, be lit. We can work on glasses. game Chris can get glasses. He can finally see. I haven't been able to buy glasses in three years. Do I need to send you to somebody? <laughs> yeah. Not okay, man. We'll talk after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would love to Church of America. I got two more years before Georgia says that's illegal for me to be seeing in this prescription. 
But yeah. <laughs> so that's another thing about buying Haven is they finally have a presence in Montreal. Like PlayStation, yeah. they have Team Asobi in Japan. They have like Bend in Santa Monica out on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Insomniac kind of has a East Coast office and a couple other things like that. But the PlayStation, they don't got no. I'm I'm hearing no Atlanta based office. That's what I'm hearing. I mean, there's only like two developers here. Atlanta's I, not there yet. Right. We got to get big it tech businesses, be, and then we'll get there. Georgia is more focused on movies than it is games. I mean, we'll oh, they there. almost shot themselves in the foot with that one. So, damn, <laughs> you are so right. And they did, they did, they just had to do some backpedaling hard. What'd you say, Joe? You mean other than high res? I mean, there's high res, and there's also the studio that did Man Eater that I can never remember. I mean, the there's Skill Shot, High Res, Blue Mav. Blue Is Mammoth. Yeah. Tripwire Interactive. Is, Tri- so yeah, the two oh, that I know there. of are Tripwire and Hi-Res that are here. Mm-hmm. But, and even Tripwire kind of had some stuff yeah. going on with it. I, I don't want to... Were they tripping up? Yeah. They're... CEO trumping up, maybe. No, it wasn't even Trump. It was uh, supporting the Texas anti-abortion bill. Oh God, I feel like that's almost worse. (laughs) Yeah, that's why Georgia was shooting itself in the foot with the fucking movie industry. Yeah, again, again, again. Again. It happens every once in a while. I'm serious. Also, I saw Purdue is trying to run again. <laughs> Georgia doesn't want to make money. But right. Just looking at Georgia doesn't have the kind of vibrant development scene that Montreal has. So I mean, but it could though. Like, look at Atlanta. It's like the, that is a that is a people. creative. That, we don't need more. People. We don't need more people. <laughs> I'm just saying they we, dropped we, the studio we here. Use the we use the people. Have. Like yes, we use the like people SCAD tech have. between SCAD and tech. That's a that's multiple studios right there. Between SCAD tech and fucking scene people, <laughs> you got what you need. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. I'll I'll do it myself. Fuck it, He'll do it himself. Cheesy controller studios, you know. Please. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of positive that I see coming from, like, when Xbox buys things, I feel like it's consolidation. When PlayStation buys things, I feel like it's just them kind of getting their ducks in the road to, like, make better experiences and diversify. I'm going to say that's biased. Yeah, I am going to say that's biased. I don't think Xbox is buying anything to like consolidate anything. I think Xbox is really just trying to make games for Xbox. No, I think they're both doing it. (laughs) Fuck it. They're both doing it. Yeah, but Xbox is like, oh, they're both doing it. That is okay. Yes, because Xbox has a lot more to catch up. And a lot and more money. We could, yeah, oh, and yes, a lot more money. Mostly the more money part. The more money part, but like Xbox does have a lot to catch up. 
I mean, compared to what? And Xbox, Xbox sees where it's at and is focusing in on certain areas like making gaming ubiquitous. Like, you know what I'm saying? Making sure that it's on every fucking thing that, that you can play like a game on. Making sure that's... It, exactly. They're doing all that peripheral shit that Sony's like... It does bother me that one of their studios, I forget what it is, that w- is working on the studio that's working on Perfect Dark that like had half its team leave. Oh, uh, oh no, no, they're gone. Like, the initiative. right, that Perfect Dark is being made by uh, what is Crystal it? Dynamics. Yeah, oh, Crystal Dynamics. My bad. Yeah, but it's yeah. like that is like you got this team and you had a solid team going for you. Like, what the the lead developer of God of War was on it. And half your team is now gone. Now Crystal Dynamics is working on your shit. Like there's well, that, would, that would so well, they, they made, were working with Crystal Dynamics the entire time. No, yeah, that even no, that's they, a more they recent brought, development. They, they brought started, them in to like they, like it, it was a team, small team that was supposed to collab with another team to like help them out, and then. I don't know. Some shit went down, and it was like higher management was making all these things, and then. It would just trickle down, and people were like, "I'm not having what the bullshit you're putting on us, and we're out." And that, and that's what I kind of got the gist of what was happening. But that was like, I think a week ago that I heard that, like right before the last episode we recorded, was when I heard that they were half the team already left, and I don't think any more news. I haven't looked up any more news on it. Yeah, I, but I mean that. So what it seems like with the perfect dark thing is the initiative tried. To, they opened that studio in mm-hmm. Santa Monica, trying to poach a lot of the talent from places like Sony Santa Monica, and mm-hmm. but it seemed like they put the cart before the horse in the planning of that, and it mm-hmm. just shows like Microsoft is not good at making teams no they they're really good at buying teams <laughs> <laughs> they're good at spending money but they're not good at making teams playstation is good at making a teams like japan studio sony santa monica naughty dog all these even mm-hmm. sony bend like all these teams that kind of have been able to grow with playstation as a brand Mm-hmm. And with the strength, like we're getting high quality. Even Insomniac, that was third party for a long time. A lot of the most major things they did were published by PlayStation. Yeah. So, and I mean, we still need that Sunset Overdrive port that I've been hoping for since Insomniac came into the fold. I, I will say, I think. One, I will to give be uh, Microsoft some credit. They have given three four three the space to, you know, figure out what they wanted to do with Halo. I'm not saying they've been the strongest at it, mm-hmm. but they're finally on some solid ground with Infinite. Infinite is in a really bad spot right now. Infinite hasn't gotten any new content in longer than it took Halo Three to get new content. Yeah, and they've t- they've pushed back. So Halo Three, just as a comparison point for three four three, 
Halo 3 came out with Forge and Firefight and Campaign Co-op. A fully featured multiplayer suite with more maps than Infinite has. Mm-hmm. Like, a full campaign that supported co-op online <laughs> and local, which Halo, they just announced they're pushing that even further back. And then they had Forge, where the community would go in and make content for the game. <laughs> Please help us. Help us. But, and now... I'm, saying, I'm not saying 343 is doing well with it. I'm saying they've been given this... Microsoft have given them the space for it. Mm-hmm. But the real studio I'm looking out for to see what happens under Microsoft is Obsidian. Yo. That's, that's who I have my eye on, specifically as a but even Xbox studio. Even I want to see what they end up making. Them, they bought them because what they put out, Bleeding Edge and Grounded, and neither of Obsidian? those? Are they? I don't think they did Bleeding Edge. They did Grounded, though. They did Grounded, but I don't think they did Bleeding Edge. They did Edge. Grounded and... Um, Oh no! It's Ninja Theory that did Bleeding Edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. In my Ninja opinion, Theory has been mid to me for a good while. Like, what was the last thing they made that was good? Hellblade. I guess Team Ninja walked. Oh, out they the are the Hellblade devs. Fuck! I take that back. <laughs> yeah, it's just. I don't know. I don't feel like any of the developers that Microsoft has bought or made have put out anything of considerable quality that they weren't working on before they were bought. And the ones that they've made have not shown anything. What are you? I'm sorry. You did add infinite into your top five games of the year last year. Yeah. And it is a top tier game. Just because you were addicted to 14 and just because you got addicted to Elden Ring does not mean that Infinite is not a good game. There's, In comparison to Halo 3, Halo Reach, any of these other Halos at launch, the map selection is trash. There's only so many times I can play the exact same game mode on the exact same map over... Like, that's part of the reason that the concurrence have been dropping like a lead balloon. Like, sure... I'm not playing Halo, but it also nobody else is playing Halo because it's only so many times people can play the same game mode on the same map with just no variety whatsoever. And that's the thing. Halo 3 launched with more maps than Halo Infinite has. Halo 3, by this time in its lifespan, had additional maps added to the map rotation. I don't think Halo 3 is a fair comparison because you're comparing... I, I would at least keep it within the realm of 343. Halo 4 came out with more maps than Halo Infinite has, and Halo 4 had co-op and had Forge and had all these things at launch. Master Chief Collection was a broken, shitty mess for years. <laughs> For the no, entire no, still Xbox, is. still is. I'll give it some credit that it is at least playable now. It was un literally unplayable for years. <laughs> so, like, even like not compare comparing three four three to itself just brings out the issues even more with all of the problems, like. 
Yeah, Halo Infinite is a great game. It was mm-hmm. one of my top five games last year. But as a games as a service, if you're going to put out a Halo platform and not update the platform, what are we, six months? No, we're more like four or five months after release, and there's been no new content. At all. I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. So that's what I'm. Uh, that's where my problem lies with a lot of Xbox Studios. It's just like Ghost of Tsushima came out, got Legends, then got a PS5 version and Story DLC. Like, if we're comparing, if you compare, and I'm sh- there's Days Gone, which. <sighs> I know some people like Days Gone. I could not stand to play Days Gone. Like, I got it, played it, gave it the old, like, we've talked about this on the podcast. Like, I just didn't like what Days Gone had going on. But even that. Most people didn't. I think, you know, I think it's it found its audience because, I know, After, like. It got bad reviews when it first came out. What was this Metacritic? What game? Days Gone. Days Gone. Days Gone was a broken mess. It wasn't broken. It was not. This is 71 on Metacritic. That's not. That's not good for PlayStation standards. Right, but. That's failing. Compared to Xbox first party titles, like what's Bleeding Edge? What's grounded Metacritic? Like, what are all? What are the Metacritics of these sixty? Those are, those are okay. Those hold on, are Anton. Two, you do this a lot. Those are different every time types you of bring games. up Metacritic. That's like, what is this on Xboxes? And then I look it up, and you're like, well, it's not as good as like fucking. But every Ghost time of Tsushima, I'm like, yeah, okay. Every time you do this, gets yeah, but you're like, time. what is it? Okay, what because, is Halo Infinite on Metacritic? And watch me find five PlayStation first-party t- titles that are high. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is guaranteed higher than Halo Infinite. So, yep, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, 88. Halo Infinite, 87. Two completely different games. Yeah, but I'm just That's saying... First Those party, are apples and oranges. Next-gen your flagship title of what you Days Gone is not no type nobody's fucking flagship. Neither is Bleeding Edge. Nope. And, but both of those are late gen exclusives from last gen. Those Those are the those are literally the only things or in the gone. same vein with actually a <laughs> With actually a first-person shooter, wait. Returnal was 86 on Metacritic. Returnal is that first person? I thought that was third person. This uh, Returnal is definitely is it third person? Oh, it's third person roguelike. And then well, it just got co up. Which Halo still okay? Let's just screw it. Switch got a new firmware update. They finally added folders to the Switch. One Did they caveat? add themes? No. Of course not. Do you know that would have been the lead story? Like, I, I don't even... fucking care. <laughs> yeah, that's. 
they let you make groups of your titles. And so you essentially have folders. The one problem with this system update is the folders don't go on your home screen. You have to go to your library anyway, and then you can make it's like a group section in your library. So, Crash. I mean, it's better than what PlayStation is doing right now. The PS5 has absolutely like no folders or anything like that. No you organization management. I guess I don't have enough games on PS5 that are necessarily matters. Well, yeah, thing, I don't use folders anyway. I'm sad. The PS5 also got a firmware update that <laughs> slightly crippled the PSN today. But um, the PS. Oh, who could have saw that coming? When was the they last do. time PlayStation had an outage? I really Probably. do feel like it was last year. Last year? A few times. I feel like it could have been this year. For real, for real. No, I don't think it was this year. I really do feel like it was last year a few times. I don't know. Like, the infamous one that people still ride their back for was it 2011, but I mean, we're over a decade later than that. Yeah, that's, that's fine. But, the, like, to hear... A modern day outage. I was like, "Well, oh, Christmas dang. they DDoS PlayStation everybody. and Xbox. Yeah, they everybody. every year. So Switch like, Switch was fucked up. My niece was like, what's going on?'" And I'm like, "I don't know. Oh my god, this never happens." I thought you liked video games. I don't know how to deal with this. And then I got on Twitter. I was like, "Okay, it's not. It's not your Switch. It's everyone's." It's everyone's. They're alive. Yeah, they're making you spend time with your families, you fucks. I'd rather Christmas be playing video that. games, honestly. Fuck that. You know what Christmas is for? Playing new games. Right. right. That's true. Very true. So, looking even. But the. So, the Switch got folders. You can organize your games. I'm the only folders I'm going to make are like Pokemon and Final Fantasy, just so I have quick access to those, and probably Monster Hunter. I'm going to just do a couple different series. Oh uh, yes, JRPGs. Games to make content in games to play for fun. Games that are there. Oh yeah. What? What's up, Chris? How many Monster Hunter games are on the Switch? Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, Monster Hunter Stories 2, three? and Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah, I think it's only three. Oh, okay. Yes. Nice. nice but guess. I mean, hey. Wait, the story is Stories on it? Nice yeah. guess. Stories, not Stories 1. Stories 1 was 3DS. Okay. Okay. I mean, hey, if you want to be organized, I guess. But uh, that's the thing. Can't like, hate it. That, that's my issue with it is because when you go to your library, you can already set that to be like my library is alphabetically organized, and that mm-hmm. to me is my ideal organization method for games. Like my apps are alphabetical on my phone. Like, in my opinion, just alphabetizing things. Like my library on PlayStation, when I go all the way to the right, that's alphabetized. My Xbox library, that's alphabetized. So mm-hmm. just for the default even pre folders setup worked for me. The only mm-hmm. thing, like the reason I want to do Final Fantasy is because 
since it's alphabetical, Roman numerals fuck it up, and Final Fantasy Nine is always before Final Fantasy Seven and Eight, and it bothers the living hell out of me. Because I comes before V alphabetically, so V I I V I versus it gets even worse with higher numbers. Yeah, it gets really bad. So. Yeah, Roman, that'd be the one one of the few things that I just want to like organize that and make that make logical sense for me. But mm-hmm. if I'm going all the way to the right and going into my library, it's already there alphabetized for me. So I might mm-hmm. make some groups, but that's just an additional few button presses to get into the games that I'm trying mm-hmm. to play on Switch. It still doesn't solve the problem that when I want to make my home screen look nice, I have to go in and open individual games and then close them out to put them like in the right order on the home screen. But on PlayStation, there is a toggle now to keep games on your home screen. So I don't necessarily because that would be something that I would do. I would go in and open PS5 games in reverse alphabetical order so they'd show up on my home screen in regular alphabetical order. So for people who are extremely OCD about stuff like that, like me, both Switch and Nintendo and PlayStation have your back. And I mean, Xbox, you've been able to make groups and pins and Mm -hmm. do all that because they've just, unlike Nintendo and PlayStation where they completely reset their like UI improvements at the start of a new generation. Xbox was like, uh, it took us this long to get the dashboard running smoothly at all. We're just going to keep it. I mean, it's a good dashboard. Like for years, I would rag on Xbox's dashboard Mm -hmm. system because it was just no matter what it was laggy. Like I don't have a shit ton of games on Xbox, but it would it would just be like yo. It was never smooth, right? I, I the whole I feel like it was the whole one series. It was just never smooth. But it's smooth now, like because yeah. it's the same dashboard across. Like when I'm on my Xbox One S now, it is actually a good experience. Like as it's far nice. as I like it, UI. I like the Xbox. I I will say I was. I never hated the Xbox dashboards, but they were always a bit laggy right now. The not responsiveness was my major issue with using an Xbox. I don't know. Like 360 era, I feel like the dashboard lagged back. Well, pre, well, yeah, but like it still had the blades. It lagged as fuck when it had the blades. It lagged as hell. Yeah. When they switched to that, like it's still the, Dash, yeah, but it, to me it tiles? was better. It was to me it was still better than the PlayStation Three. I feel like the PlayStation Three felt laggy as shit. I mean, probably going back now, in my opinion, in that time frame, because I switched from PS3 to 360 mid generation, both mm-hmm. of those were responsive. And then coming to PS4, of course, it was a lot more responsive than the PS3 or the 360. But then mm-hmm. when I got an Xbox One. In comparison to the PS4, that shit was just... And it wouldn't even be the fact that it's laggy and it would take a while to get your input. Sometimes it just wouldn't register inputs. I'd hit down on the D-pad and nothing would happen. (laughs) 
And that's just bad (laughs) UI design. (laughs) But they've gotten it to a good spot. And they, instead of resetting like Nintendo and PlayStation did, they just like, if it ain't broke and we finally got it working, you know, don't change Mm -hmm. it. So I see somebody added this Xbox Indie Showcase to the uh, dock. Is there anything? Yes, Tunic is out. Oh, yeah, I know Tunic is out. Tunic is out. I already have it downloading. I'm going to I'm definitely going to have something to say about that next week. Yeah, it seems to be getting a lot of the Elden Ring people because it doesn't tell you much and it's very obscure. It's an old school it looks like an old school 2D Zelda game. Like, yeah. but also, so the collectibles you're getting are pages to the manual. And right? like, so mechanics are literally just locked behind you not discovering having the them. Yeah. You yeah. Not having the and knowledge. the same thing with them. It's, it's so adorable looking. I want to, can't wait to get my hands on it. And then mm-hmm. also, uh, Chinese detective agency, I believe it's called. Also looks really, really good. Yeah, that looks interesting, and I want to get my hands on that. I always have to just kind of go back and look at the highlights. Chinatown from these detective agency, because these are just—they're too long. I can't watch these. Like PlayStation State of Play, you're in and out in twenty minutes. These Xbox indie showcases are hours. But I did see Tunic was one that I think it was announced on an Xbox stage and then it came out day and date on Game Pass. So that was good. And uh, Shredders is also out on Xbox, which is something I hope comes to PlayStation soon because I want to play that. I really want to play that game. Between and then also Curse to Golf. Yeah. Uh, I'm mad Skatebird kind of flopped because Skatebird was when I was super excited for. Yeah. I was really hoping Skatebird would be a little, a little bit better. Yeah, I'm hoping Session kind of pulls it together because that's one Mm -hmm. of the things that's bothering me about like there are games that I'm legitimately excited for on Xbox and then they come out and they're duds. Mm -hmm. Like I got Session Early Access on Steam and what I've played of it is not living up to the like prop. I really hope Replaced is a fucking 10 out of 10. That is the one game, like, it's coming to Game Pass Day 1, whenever the fuck it comes out. I know they're a European developer, and it seems like also, one of those... I'm looking- the last time there was an Xbox game that was super hyped up that actually delivered on, like, what I was hoping it would deliver on was Cuphead. Yeah. That's a long time ago, though. Yeah. Have y'all watched the Cuphead show? I no. watched the first two episodes. It's kind of, it's, it's, it makes me laugh. It's a good time. Yeah, it's, it's, good time. it's worth it. It's I said better time. than. <laughs> I heard it's better than the fucking Halo show. Oh no! There, there is an episode when um Cuphead and Mugman were like, I think they were pillow fighting or some shit. 
And then Mugman broke his handle. <laughs> he was like, yo, something doesn't feel right. And Cuphead picked up the handle. It was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Those are fucking cups. <laughs> but yeah. I think it's the Netflix anime slash cartoon slash video game adaptation scene has been solved. Pay them more. Pay animators more. Right. Pay them more. Resident Evil better not suck. It's probably going to. Yeah, I don't have faith in the live action. The live action, they, they got me for the last time with fucking Cowboy Bebop. Never again. Never fucking yeah. again. I'm going to watch the One Piece one, too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch the it. the Yu Show. That's the thing about Ooh, it is, I know yeah, I'm, I'm going in there knowing they're going to be bad, but I'm going to watch them anyway. Because I got to know. I'm, I'm going to watch the Cowboy Bebop one at some point. Yeah. Here's also my thing about Cowboy Bebop is, if every time they did original episodes, like mm-hmm. if that was just literally any time it was just Faye, Fike, and then they're just doing their thing. They weren't trying to recreate the anime or doing some like, cowboy noir shit. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> then Ed gets on screen and everything sucks again. Oh, fuck. <laughs> they did Ed dirty. Okay. But it's like when they're, if they really would, like, if they really would just let the, the main trio just do their space bounty hunter thing. With some original episodes of that, the show would have been Flames. Cowboy? Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was my like, thing. I went that's into That's the thing it about it is Cowboy hopes. Bebop had all the potential and they fumbled the bag. They Combined f- with their leading man, get break literally shatters his ankle right after filming. But, uh, but I mean, like, give him a year to recover, put out a s- another season in a year. It's just, right, they, like, like, yeah, just yeah real life. Make injury. original episodes, have them do their bounty hunter stuff, and we're good. Don't the actors fucking, that got are good. Right. That was a it had yeah. all the fucking potential. I was hyped. Yeah. And then I watched like the first four or five episodes and just every episode I got less and less faith. And then it was canceled and I was like, well, I'm not gonna finish this season because it's <laughs> definitely not going anywhere. Yeah. Now, what we need is the Elden Ring. It's JoJo's. It's JoJo's. I'll I'll agree with some JoJo's. JoJo's, An Elden Ring show? Yeah, like, the lore, the fucking... George R. R. Martin helping develop the world of this game helps it... So, I'm on the platinum grind for Elden Ring. I have... Mm -hmm. 30-something out of the 40-something trophies in the game. Okay. So it's just... Nice. It's a... I want to say when I looked at it earlier, I had probably four more bosses left, and then I got to get the three trophy endings, and then I got to get the legendary. So, like, a lot of the stuff is attainable, and with the way I was tearing through bosses the other night, I went and found so many optional bosses and was murdering them. Are you going to do like the whole save and then before you get each ending or are you going to like replay? Well, so through? for two of the endings, 
you can save scum and get like in the final room after you beat the last boss you mm-hmm. can go left or right and for those two endings I'm going to save scum but the third ending I'm going to do a new playthrough because okay. Okay. I know where yeah. the thing is like I found accidentally like Radic and I were playing together and I was I just hit a wall and the wall disappeared and it led down. Oh, there's so many invisible walls. There are a lot of like, invisible they've walls. Like gone it's honestly a bit excessive. Well, not invisible walls, like hidden. hidden. Yeah, hidden. But uh Yeah, so I accidentally found the place that right now if I wanted to beat Elden Ring and get one of the endings, which is like the ending that I do on a new playthrough. Mm-hmm. I have like all I have to do is make my way down this place that is super intriguing like mm-hmm. I went and explored there and all I have to do is take off all my armor and get onto an altar down at the bottom and mm-hmm. that'll be the sacrifice ending yeah mm-hmm. the frenzied flame motherfucking pit of madness it's fucking crazy man is there a final boss in this game? Yeah. And so the path that I'm taking now is to the actual final boss that if I hadn't done Ronnie's quest line, mm-hmm. I would just get the uh, Sea of Stars ending. So like mm-hmm. I can either get the Ronnie ending or the Sea of Stars ending keeping going. And that's what I'm going to save scum to get both of those. But I've done the prep work for both of them. So mm-hmm. like all... I could really, one of the bosses that I'm at, like, I literally, my game is saved at the side of grace before the boss fight, and I've been able to get him to his second phase consistently, and I just haven't had enough time, enough practices at him to get Mm -hmm. his second phase down, but, uh, yeah, after him, there's a final boss, and then this final boss's second phase. But I'm trying to do all the optional shit before I go into my second playthrough. So you can just run through it and... Yeah. Finish it. Yeah, I'm trying to go through, like, my second... I'm trying to do all the trophies except for that third ending. Well, I'm trying to do all the trophies except the three endings before I do any ending. Even Mm -hmm. though I'm totally capable of doing any of the three that I want in the next 24 hours if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's been great. Uh, there is some seriously, like luckily the PSN party has still been hive minding it. I've been a lot more open to looking things up because some of these things is like, there is no fucking way I would have ever figured this out. I would have spent days trying to figure it out and probably still wouldn't have gotten anywhere. So. And yeah, I'm down. Chris, if you have whatever you want to hop back in on PlayStation. Okay. Like I know Zach, Zach's out here a hundred, hundred percenting this game, getting every cookbook, getting every, incantation, yeah, he's going and I, next level with this shit. And I'm like, I want to platinum it. I want to have the platinum for Elden Ring and say that I legit platinumed because, oh, I took these screenshots before I got off PlayStation so I could actually reference the numbers I'm working with here. 
So this is at 78 hours, 78 and a half hours into the game. I'm level 144. And like there was a boss that apparently was giving people trouble that I didn't realize was giving people trouble until after I beat him second try. No issues whatsoever. I went in, I was like, oh, you doing magic. You doing magic magic. And then I died. And then I went back in. I was like, fuck your magic. Beat the shit out of him. <laughs> nice. Because I wasn't expecting magic at it. Like I thought he was gonna have some crazy weapon or some crazy second phase or something. Nah, it was just <laughs> he had Amaterasu. He had a lot of spells that I know are good. Like I that other bosses have used and have been a problem. Uh, I've, but yeah, anybody do anything? Uh, so Madrid, you streamed Stranger of Paradise. How's that game going? I did. So um, if you want, you could watch it on Twitch.tv slash Cheesy Controller. There's a uh, there should be a bod up of that. Um, but yeah, so so far I, I'm fucking with the game. I, I used to hate Jack, but now he's cool. He's fine. I, I did switch it to Japanese, so it's not like he's not like a white man anymore. He's just like a very grizzled Japanese dude that like will rip the head off of a skeleton and throw it into his rib cage and shatter him into red rubies. <laughs> Jolly Ranch. It's, it's pretty dope though. I like last night I unlocked Ninja. Um so I was playing Ninja and what other I think Void Knight. So mm-hmm. I was on some I was on some magical swordsman shit. Like the game's just really dope with like um like the different abilities that you unlock um from each job and how those can roll over to other jobs. So let's say you learned um katana skills on a ninja, you can take those abilities and roll them over to like any other classes that you're using with a katana, like um like Dark Knight. You can use a katana on a Dark Knight. So you can have like a ninja dash and like on Dark Knight. So you're doing soul soul suck, you know, all that cool shit. And you're kind of tanky, but you have like different weapons equipped. So it, it makes it really cool and flexible. And then like, you know, you can set different abilities that you learn from these classes. Um, like, you know, just like different buffs or uh like debuffs or mm-hmm. um just certain moves. So the it's flexible. I fuck with that. I like having options. This game gives you a lot of options. Um, my major problems with it would be like um, kind of like level design. It's kind of it's so fucking generic that it's easy to get lost um, when it's not super linear. <laughs> so it's either super linear or like kind of convoluted and samey. So it does lead it to being a little confusing. Um, but that's that's kind of like my main gripe with it. The yeah. stories, or whatever. I I really want to play it. I just <laughs> I got a platinum. Finish Elden Ring. Yeah, I, I can do I, what you got to do with that. And when you when you come back, mm-hmm. we'll we'll be on playing Strangers. Yeah, because I missed out on the Neo Two train just because like Neo Two wasn't hitting like that for me. But like mm-hmm. Stranger of Paradise yeah. just seemed uh, like I saw the promise with Neo Two, but it just couldn't get its hooks in me. Right. Quite the same. Mm-hmm. 
And I think with the, I, I think a part of that was everybody was like super overpowered. So running content with them was like, you know, steamrolling. And then with this, like the, the gap is less. I mean, so, it's going to be wide by the time I get in there. It may be wide, but we would probably do some shit like run classes that we haven't leveled or something yet. Yeah, and I mean, which would which would help, but mm-hmm. it, it'll be fine. Yeah, I've, but it's definitely on my list. The other thing, Persona Four Arena Ultimax. Am I the only one that's gotten to play? I'll get it on Friday. Okay, I'm down to like uh, Radic and I. I'm still trying to decide. I'm mean, getting it. Yeah, I bought it on PS5 the other day. Yeah, but have you gotten to play yet? No. I've hit the Discord a couple times, like, ah, uh, you know, Persona. And it's... I forgot how good this game is. Like, after playing these characters bastardized in Blaze Blue for so long... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like coming back to actually having these characters actually have like depth to them and not net, like my main wasn't even in Blaze Blue. Who's your main? The bitch with the axe. Oh, I guess the Labrys? Which Labrys? I don't remember. But yeah, her. Was it angry Labrys or regular Labrys? I don't remember. I would have to play with both of them to be like, ah, oh, it was this one. I think she had a Minotaur. Yep, a Angry Labrys. Mm-hmm. Angry Labrys. Angry Labrys, oh, yep. Oh, shit. Or but now out. that they I have a newfound appreciation for Persona, you know, there's different characters I would like to play. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, especially, like, now that I've actually beaten Persona 4. Oh, yeah. All those characters are know all the songs in Persona 4. <laughs> yeah. So, Chris. The yep. Persona 4 Persona 4 Arena Ultimax has both the story modes from base Persona 4 Arena and the Ultimax story and though both of those are continuations off of 4 story. Oh, hell yeah. So, mm-hmm. unluckily, oh, hell, the I don't, I haven't run into any fighting whatsoever in the story modes. So it's really just like exposition. But you know, ah, uh, Arxis. <laughs> it, it's at least presented between Persona 4 Dancing, the PS4 version that I got for buying the deluxe edition of three and five, like the collection. That's it's ridiculous. That's still the only way to get Persona 4 Dancing all night on PS4. Like, I mm-hmm. wish it just sell that game because, in my opinion, that is the best of those games still. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, between the presentation of Persona 4 Dancing and Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, I just really wish we had Persona 4 Golden on PlayStation. Right, like, God fucking damn it, Steam? Atlas just put just everything, all of it. All of Everywhere. it. All of it. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they Atlas, need Unreal like, Engine you, 5. You could just go so game, after game, after everywhere. game. Just. Mm-hmm. just like, God, like Golden's not available on modern systems. We're not even talking about Digital Devil Saga or Devil Survivor. Well, Golden's on Steam, to be fair. 
To be fair, it is. And it plays but it's like it should be Steam. more places yeah. than Steam. I, I should. Put it on hey. Game Pass. Put it on Switch. Put it on PlayStation. I feel like the main JRPG players aren't on Steam. You'd be so just listening to Japanese podcasts, you'd be surprised. No, there's a lot of stuff on Steam. Like them JRPG sales be going. Yeah, but you mm. be, the reason so many JRPGs I know they're there, but I mean like Steam is because in Japan the PC audience is growing like considerably. Like it used to be primarily handheld and mobile focused, but now with work from home, people are getting better PCs in their home and like the PC market has been exploding in Japan. Capcom has been selling like internationally more copies of their game on PC than any other platform. Mm. And it's so, yeah, I mean, as far as like, if you were thinking in the mindset of these Japanese publishers, um, doing it on steam makes the most sense. It's just not the best option for certain people. I.e., me, I put everything on PlayStation. (laughs) I literally and have this I, shit I right here at my fingertips, else. but I have yet to play it because it's on Steam. If I'm on my laptop, I'm doing this podcast. You know, there yeah, but a... your laptop can run a PS2 game. I know. Yeah, he's just saying he does. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not going to touch my my laptop to play it. Like even with Game Pass, that's kind of my problem. Why I'm probably going to cancel my sub. Um, <laughs> I look at my laptop as just a laptop. Man. And it doesn't always feel like the smoothest experience. You gotta say, you gotta change your mindset. Steam needs to make them Steam decks more available. That's really all that is. Well, so one of the things. Is Persona Steam Deck? Yeah. Okay. Because I know not every game is. And Scramble. And doable. Wait, there's only like two games that aren't. Readily available on Steam Deck. Yeah, I forgot which two, but well, no, actually, I think Persona lo- is one of them. There's so a few. There, yeah, there's actually like a considerable amount that aren't supported because you need a mouse and keyboard or certain things like like there. Would that be Apex? Well, no, I think no, you can play Apex, Apex has controller support. We're talking about things like a. Crusader Kingdoms and like Total Warhammer 3 and shit like that. But even those, I think they have like pretty much any game with controller support, you can make work. And even things that aren't fully supported, you can just make them run. Heck, they figured out how to get the Xbox Cloud uh, player to work on it. Well, I mean, that's just streaming. Yeah. Uh, Persona 4 Golden is not supported. Oh. I've seen people See? play it on the st- Steam Deck. They probably. I'm literally looking at a list of unsupported games in Persona 4. Unless this website's a lie, and, and it's GG Deals. Anti cheat, not anti cheat. Also. Guilty Gear announced his last character for, for the season, season pass. One. Yeah, and it's getting crossplay. Yeah. So, Chris, since Ooh, you only nice. have it on Steam, it's going to have PS4, PS5, and Steam crossplay after before season two. So, sometimes that means I'm going to buy it. 
Mm-hmm. I hope y'all ready for that gender back. neutral. Oh no, I'm playing. You know, I'm a revenant man now. That's the way it's going to be. I get a sight. Testament. Testament. Thank you. Testament. Testament has. So if testament is gender neutral, that means can testament, testament get was... frame advantage? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, testament was historically a bad bitch, so it it, it does make sense. Mm-hmm. Look, all revenant got the one thing that they've always needed: a good hat. They needed a good hat. And that's a good hat. Good hat is good. Yeah. I think I'm finally going to fuck around. And I I recommend it. (sighs) Fuck. It's like, I want to get Persona uh, Ultimax, but it's like, damn, I also need to finally get Guilty Gear. Well, because I want to get back to it. Guilty Gear is just more of a financial investment. Yeah, that's the thing. And with that, it would it would warrant uh, not an equal, but at least a more appropriate time commitment. And I know that that is not going to be the case. Mm -hmm. Shit, who knows? Maybe. And and also, who knows when the Evo sale is going to be? Right, right, right. Guilty Gear might go on sale for the Evo sale. That's what I would. I I don't see Persona going on sale for a minute, considering how it's not that much. Right, yeah, it's only thirty, or at least on Steam. Persona. Oh, yeah, it was mad cheap. Yeah, and Guilty Gear is base sixty dollars. I'm trying to get the. I'm trying to get the season pass. Yeah, so you're paying that eighty five. I I think it's more than that. Well, on Steam. Oh well, then it might. I think it has price parity everywhere because I mean it's considering it has rollback, launch day and date, like same content, same. So it might be eighty five for the. Is that just the game and the characters, or is that also the color sets? Because with color it sets, is more important. It's. I don't think it's the color set. I think it's just the game and the season one pass. Well, what if you get the deluxe that has all that stuff included? Because doesn't that come with the uh, the colorways and stuff too? I think that that's what I'm looking at. Mm. I haven't checked in a while. Yeah, and I'm logged in. I don't feel like logging out of PSN on my browser to try. And... It's a lot of work. Yeah. Nope. It comes with the color pack. Okay. Well then, yeah, because I mean, that, that would be criminal not to. And then we got uh, the new Skullgirls character coming soon. Umbrella will finally be out in the near future. Like we're getting a lot of information about Skullgirls out of GDC, so it seems oh, like dope. Umbrella's uh, move set is finalized, and so more Skullgirls is always a good thing. All right, yeah. does anybody have a one more thing before we wrap it for this week? Nope. Thank God it's we're heading into nope. a slow period, or at least a mm. AAA slow period. Thank God. Mm-hmm. I've low-key had the Final Fantasy itch on the lowest of keys, and I think there's a live letter on April 1st, too. Yeah. Oh, yes. and so I'm, We're probably yeah. going to finally get a date for 6.1. Here we fucking go. I'm super stoked. Like, I need to get game time. Actually, that's probably going to be my thing this Friday is to get some game time. 
so I can uh, get that wolf. I know that time car is coming soon. There's going to be a new one that drops probably within a week. I can guarantee it. And I will, and I will cop and stack it. Let's do it. There's still some things I need to do in that game, especially in game. Oh, there's definitely, I still want to do, uh, Savage Behemoth and Alexander Unsynced. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, remember, you can follow us all collectively around the internet, cheesycontrollerpodcast.com. You can follow me at on Twitter at Anton6, 3X is Chris. You can follow me at Chef and Chris. Jalen. Squid Bishop. Madrid. 3P Set Pod. Alright, this has been a Noah's Good production. The video version is edited by Long Twisted Mind. The audio version is edited by Ino Jones. Until next time, keep it cheesy.